Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 65 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post-match reaction of Fiorentina Inter, which finishes one nothing to the visitors at the Stadio Artemio, Artemio Franchi, courtesy of a Lautaro Martinez header in the 14th minute off a corner, assisted by Cristian Aslani. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, um, today wasn't pretty i think it was expected that it would you know we would have some um some difficulties here given that we were missing a couple really key pieces and um you know regardless we got the job done after our rivals entered around the title race dropped some points this weekend juventus with the 1-1 tie to empoli and milan with the 2-2 tie to bologna and the standings after this would be our 21st match week. Every, most everyone else is on 22. Um, but after this match week, we are plus one over Juventus on 54 points with a game in hand and with the Derby d'Italia coming up. Um, this game was not without... It, it's tough to say it's not without controversy because it... The co- the most controversial thing that happened was actually against Inter, um, despite what you might read on Twitter from uh, fan bases who just can't accept, um, you know, refereeing that <laughs> refereeing that is the correct decisions, um, unless they you know they want it to go against Inter. So. I guess we'll start there um, with the refereeing calls. Was there anything controversial for you regarding the Lautaro Martinez goal? Um, and then we'll get into the VAR check on Bastoni, which was also, I guess we'll get into it. Regarding, regarding Lautaro's goal? Lautaro's goal, yes. What? The, uh, alleged, the alleged push-off on Parisi. Oh, the... I honestly that was so nothing to me that I completely forgot about it to be honest. Parisi went down so easily and then he flopped around the ground like a child. Um so that's I don't know. I mean maybe maybe he's auditioning for Juve already. That's he's already taking his cues from them perhaps, but to me that that that's not a foul, never would be. I mean it, they're both battling for the for the right to the ball and then you know he just gets out muscled. I mean really like that's it. Parisi's just built like a five-year-old. Um, with the penalty, I mean, to me, it's not a penalty. He gets, you know, Sommer gets the ball first, clearly. Uh, yes, he goes right through his face, but a goalkeeper's allowed to do that. He's allowed to protect his box, and he's allowed to go. He has claim to that ball. So people acting like, you know, what, what he did was so egregious, it, it's it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. If, I mean, if the attacker is going to challenge the goalkeeper on a ball in the air, that's a 50 50. The expectation, the like what the goalkeeper is able to use is his hands. So he's going to go punch that ball. If you're going to challenge that contact directly, 
you're 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 putting yourself in danger. You're putting yourself yep. in danger. You know, and we saw it this weekend too with um you know, I think maybe Kiara was going to head the ball uh really really low and he put himself in danger when the defender was going to kick it. it it's like you don't understand the rules of the game, in my opinion, if you think that that's a penalty. And also, I tweeted, like, what are you supposed to coach Somer to do? Not challenge for an aerial ball against Nzola, who's good in the air? Like, what do you, what, what's the expectation here? How are you supposed to play that? No, exactly. Like, listen, to me, he did the exact right thing. But then, you know, obviously right after we see ball doesn't lie and he's able to save the penalty. I, I, I think that that's poetic justice. Um, you know, everybody wants to talk about what a terrible penalty it was that Nico Gonzalez took. And I would agree it was certainly a terrible penalty. But if Summer dives the wrong way, it's 1-1. You know, I, I think Summer did a great job of reading it, even with... Nico trying to look the other way uh, to kind of throw him off. It, it clearly didn't work. Summer was, listen, Summer was massive. Not even with just that, but then the, the save he made in the first half on, I forgot who, uh, uh, on Bonaventura, mm. that he just got a fingertip on and was able to tip it over. So he was he was big all game. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about him. To me, he's... A nine out of ten signing so far, and I think he would be a ten out of ten once we get uh once we win some more trophies. Yeah. So the three major decisions here: Lautaro heading the ball. If you want to watch a sport where on a fifty-fifty challenge, where it's it's a set piece, there's going to be physicality. If you want to automatically whistle against the player that wins his duel. I mean, I don't, I don't care to watch that sport. I don't care to watch that sport at all. The up and arm stuff is only because you want these calls to go against Inter. You don't want it to be called fairly. God forbid that was your team. God forbid that was your team. If you annul that goal because there's contact and you sell the contact in order to get a call in your favor, I mean, that's ridiculous. Bastoni... And um, I don't know if it, I think maybe it might have been Ranieri in the box. Again, a set piece. You're both grappling with each other. This was not Bastoni all over Ranieri or Pari, whoever it might have been. You're both grappling with each other. Once you, as the offensive player, see the ball go over your head, and now all of a sudden I'm not grappling with you anymore, I'm just going to throw myself on the floor, you don't deserve those calls. There's nothing there. So yeah, I, I, I thought I thought Bastoni got away with one. Personally. I I don't know how you can see it that way if I would I would agree with you if the contact that Bastoni was was giving to Ranieri led to the fall. But if you watch the replay, there's contact, the ball goes over his head, and then Ranieri, Ranieri just throws himself to the ground. See, that's not that's not how I saw it personally. Like, I mean, when I watched it again, I thought that Bastoni kind of has his arms around him, and then as he's go, the ball goes over their heads, he kind of goes with him and kind of throws him to the ground. I think, yeah, Ranieri makes think, it even I worse by the way say, he tries to sell it, and then he collides into his own player, and then tries to make a meal of it even more, rolling around, staying on the ground, all that. 
but uh, to say throw him to the ground, I, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. You know, like Ranieri went to the ground on his own accord. I didn't see, but I mean, you know, I think he was going to go down regardless. But I think Bastoni helped him get there. And to to me, Bastoni does that too often. Though he puts his arms around people, he it's kind of annoying to watch, honestly. And this is why I think he's a liability defensively. Because okay, you could say yes, that wasn't going to be a foul and that wasn't going to be a penalty. But I thought that it you could have called it. I mean, we've seen some of these refereeing calls go so many different ways that, I, like, yeah, it could have been called. If that was against the Inter, I, I would not be up in arms. Like, if it was Lautaro in the box and there was grappling and then he just threw himself to the ground, I would not be um, up in arms about it. I think you have to allow no. for. I think you have to allow for a certain level of contact, especially on set pieces. Oh, absolutely, like, but I yeah, but I but I also think there's there's. <sighs> There's different variations of the contact that you could allow. You know, like to, listen, you can, to me, they if they called that a penalty, I wouldn't have been upset about it. They didn't call it, and I, I don't, I don't care. Like it's not, it's not something where I'm like, oh no, go back and replay the game now. But like, to me, it's, I don't know. Bastoni just is is kind of a clumsy guy in the box, and I feel like he's eventually gonna get gonna get one of these calls to bite him. Yeah, I don't disagree with you that Bastoni is. Uh, plays a little bit fast and loose um, with his defensive responsibilities. But I think the main thing that I care about and want to convey is like when you enter into a duel, when you enter into a physical, a physical thing, like see it through, you know, see it through. If you're going to throw yourself again, you may have seen it differently. I, what I saw was, the ball goes over his head, and then once he realizes he can't make a play on the ball, he puts himself on the ground. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's, that's uh, the Bastoni thing. And then the Somer, we talked about it. Um, he got the ball, and Zola went up for the challenge. Um, it was called against Inter, and, and, it, uh, and Somer saved it. So. Um, I think by the rules of the game, this is a clear-cut victory for me, but I am annoyed that it's like every week we have to deal with us playing the game and challenges happening and other fan bases playing up that you know we're, we're benefiting from calls, which I just don't. I don't know how anyone that can look at it objectively says that we're benefiting from calls, right? Um, and it's just so strange to me that there's such a lack of like consistency. You have like Bonetti on the broadcast saying, you know, for, for Lautaro's goal specifically, like saying, you know, that's not enough contact. And then you have Grella in the um, in the uh, you know broadcast, not the broadcast, in the studio, saying that he thinks that could have been a penalty that there was a push off and it just you know uh, it just leads to conversations that are never going to go inter's way because you know we are the hated team that everyone is coming after and um this is the kind of shit that we have to deal with you would have wanted it to be cleaner but it didn't play out like that um let me ask you this for not having Hakan and, and Barella, 
how did you think the team functioned overall? Um, like, how did you think we, you know, just strictly performance-wise, how did you think we played? Yeah, you could tell that we were missing them in the midfield. Um, felt like there was a lot of opportunities on the counter where we just weren't able to get through the middle part of the park. Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say Aslani and Fratesi played bad. I just felt like it wasn't anything where I'm like, yep, these guys can definitely start again, and I would feel comfortable with them starting a big match or something. Yeah, You know, there was a lot of instances where I felt Aslani was a little slow to turn and also was turning in dangerous parts of the park. You know, like there was a few passes that were played to him and he would cut into the middle of the pitch where I'm like, dude, if you like he did it without looking and it's like, what if Bonaventura was just right there? What if Beltran was right there? And then boom, he nicks it off your foot and then he's on the counter. You know, like there was a few times he did that. Mickey was a little careless and a little a little slow to pass at times. I feel like, you know, he was good with the ball at his feet. But there was times where I'm like, yo, release it. Release this guy. Release Turam. Release Lautaro. And he just wouldn't do it. Um, and those instances were a little a little tough to uh, to watch because, you know, I feel like with the other guys that they would have been quicker to move, quicker to get the ball out to the wings and, and have those guys play. I mean, obviously, Darmian is, is – I think – I don't know. I think he's just so set on being a center back that now playing as a wing back, he, he offers – nothing in attack um yeah. this was a this was a game where i don't listen i don't know dumfries's health situation uh, but i feel like maybe he could have been more impactful in the final third and and even going forward i thought uh, he did play well when he came in uh, from a defensive standpoint at least you're talking about uh dumfries dumfries yeah 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 i would agree um you know, this is one where I wish we may have seen Tejan. I don't know. I know we're not going to see him against Juve. That's that's too big of a game. But this was one that I think that you could have put... With the amount of space that Fiorentina was allowing us, I felt like he could have really made things difficult for them. But you know what? Uh, listen, we got the three points. So, And you have to win these types of games if you want to be champions. Yeah. As far as the performance goes for me, like, there were plenty of opportunities created by this team today um, that could have easily put it away. It could have been a 2 nothing, 3 nothing score line. Um, and I think that led to sort of the pressure that we saw Inter under at the end part of the... Um, oh, my mom's FaceTiming me. At the end part of the second half, you know, where we really had to bunker down. Obviously, if you get the two-goal, three-goal lead, you're you're in a different situation. But... Um, there was plenty tonight that I think there was more tonight that was a little not concerning, but not typical Inter. I thought defensively, like Inzola might have had his best game of the season for Fiorentina. I thought he he won a lot of fifty fifties that was unexpected for me. Um, coming up against Devray, Devray didn't have his his most solid game defensively. Um, got caught out a couple times. But luckily, you know, the offside trap worked. And um, as far as the new guys go, I thought Aslani played pretty well. He is 21 years old and it's not, it doesn't look super confident out there. But I thought to ask him to do, you know, 95 minutes against Fiorentina away from home um, and not do anything that puts this team in a bad spot, given the importance of this game, I thought he, you know, 
He played fairly well. Fratesi would have benefited from a more offensive right wing back. It would have pulled um, the left side of Fiorentina's midfield and uh, you know left back. It would have pulled them away from him, and he would have had more space. Even though you know there were a couple times where he broke into space, the end product wasn't great. Um, but I thought you know overall like not a bad performance from either of those guys, but not. Not a great performance either. Um, okay, so now we sit plus one to to Juventus. Um, we are coming up on a stretch of eleven games now till the end of March. Uh, Juve will play eight games. We went through the schedule already. Um, we have a gauntlet, and they have sort of a not an easy path, but an easier path. How are you feeling about the Scudetto race? as it stands, um, having the point over them with the game in hand. Look, if we come away with the victory against Juve and in Roma, I mean, I think, I think the title's ours, to be quite honest. You know, because then you beat, you beat Juve head-to-head, you go four points clear with a game in hand, and then if you could beat Roma, and then you're seven points clear on on even games, that's huge, and I don't think that Juve would be able, no matter how many games, because then after that, you know, the only tough games we have left, I think, are Lazio, which is at home. You know, Milan, which I mean, it's always a home game for us. You know, the way I mean, obviously, it could be less Inter fans, but it's at the San Siro, so I think that always does well for us. And listen, we we kind of own them, I think. I think it's uh, not that I'm going to sit here and say it's an easy win, but I, but I seeing their performances, you know, and even how they just played in the 2-2 draw themselves, I feel confident, you know, that we should be able to handle them easily. I'm, I'm, these two games will be telling, you know, as long as we don't lose the game to Juve, I, I, I feel confident. But if we win that one and then we beat Roma, I... I I almost feel like it's it's ours. I'm a little worried about the mentality going into the Juve game at San Siro because I think it's clear that the game in Turin, both teams wanted to punt a decisive result till later on in the season. Like they neither team really went for it. They kind of played out with the intention of, you know, this is not going to be the clash that that decides it. And I don't want the results that happened this weekend um you know, and having the the point advantage going into this game to give us a mentality of, okay, let's just take a point here against Juve again and we'll play out the rest of the season. I don't expect that to be the mentality, but you know, it's how you manage it's how you manage these games. Um it's how you manage these games. And you know, Inzaghi is very much he needs to get it done here in his third season, especially with all the talk that, you know, we are we are going for it. So it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, that derby plays out. Um, was there anyone? Oh, let me ask this. Do you have any, maybe this is an irrational fear on my part, but do you have any fear down the stretch that the referees might start being a little bit more aggressive with how they make calls against the Inter? Um, given that it seems like every week you have, you know, on Mediaset, on Zazzaroni, Correa dello Sport, Tutto Sport, you have them constantly being called out 
for you know not i guess not going against the that um do you have any fear that organically you might start seeing some referees um maybe not i don't know the right word here it's not that it not calling it fair but being a little bit more aggressive with how they go against Inter? Look, it's it's Marota League, so we don't have to worry about it. You know, the refs are in our pockets, so that's not a that's not a legitimate fear, but all kidding aside, I, I don't think so. I really don't think it's gonna be something that's gonna come up. I don't think it's something that's gonna be a detriment uh to our to our season or anything. It's gonna I don't think it's gonna play that 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 kind of a role. I really don't. I think that it's going to come down to to the players on the pitch. Now, that being said, of course, things can happen. Situations can change. You know, something could be a marginal thing, and then it just goes against us because, for whatever reason. But I don't. I don't think. You know, the losers on media set and guys like Zazaroni are going to have that. That I don't. They don't have that kind of power. They don't. I, they're just talking heads, and they can keep talking and keep complaining all they want. But at the end of the day, I, I mean. You know, we're seeing we're seeing calls go for in favor for for every team that's in the top half or the top four, if you really want to make that that case. So, I I just I'm tired of it. Always people thinking it's it's going to come down to the refs. I think that it it should just come down to the play on the pitch, which for the most part, I think we've seen it go that way. So, um, the rotation kind of worked out perfectly here where after playing two extra games in the Supercoppa, um, you know, Barella and Hakan getting a full 90 minutes rest today. Augusto playing a full 90, getting Di Marco full rest. Bastoni only getting 60 minutes. Lautaro 78, Duram 60. How do you feel about the state of the squad entering this match against Juventus? I feel comfortable. I really do. There's nothing, nothing really that concerns me going into it. I don't think anyone showed tired legs. I think Lautaro could have finished the game. I wish he would have, just because I think he could have got some, you know, at least one more to really put this game to bed. Um, you know, uh, Arnautovic got robbed because of Mickey being so far off. But my goodness, can we talk about real quick that that drag back he had to put it in the net? My goodness, was that a thing of beauty? I wish, I wish it counted because I think that would have just, boom, catapulted his confidence through the stratosphere. Um, and I'm going to come out and say that I think he's going to have a role to play against against Juve. I I really do. Who Whether is that's provide an assist, score a goal, but I think Arnautovic is going to have oh, something at the end. Yeah, he played really well today. Um, he came on and gave some of his best minutes that we've seen from him had the opportunity to actually put the ball in the back of the net, but had the opportunity to uh, create some chances. The end product wasn't great, but um, yeah, he gave us what we needed from him today. Alexis was invisible, but um, Arnautovic <laughs> is, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be curious to see how Inter fans react to Arnautovic. If he does end up coming through in a big moment, does it sort of forgive, um, you know, the lack of prolificacy. Uh, I hope that's the right word. Um, earlier in the season. Pro- so proficiency. No, I meant to say prolificacy, but I don't quite know what it means. Let me see. I mean, I know prolific. 
Yeah, prolificacy I, I is re- reckless extravagance or wastefulness in the use of resources. So absolutely fucking nailed the vocab on that. Good for me. Um, <laughs> Somebody and, took uh, his SATs more than once. Um, listen, don't pass judgment. <laughs> <laughs> we all take a di- we all take a different journey. Bro- Brozo wasn't great early on at Inter. He had to he had to take his time to get there. So we all we oh, all have oh no we all have no, our path that's here. What, that's what he goes with. We all have our path here. Um, all right. This game specifically, any standout for you from Inter? Anyone that played, you know, pretty exceptional that we should be giving a little bit of extra love to today. I would say Carlos Agosto. Uh, defensively, I thought he was phenomenal. Uh, passing, not so much. But I think, you know, given the situation and given the position we were in, and, and we all knew the type of gameplay that Fiorentina wanted to have where they were going to be pressing and, and, and pushing further up the pitch, I think he did a phenomenal job. That, and I think that's probably why he played the 90, because Di Marco would not have been able to do that. Um, so yeah, hats off to him. Pavard, another one I would I would give a shout to. Um, and Lautaro, Lautaro for sure. Yeah, uh, Marcus would definitely have gotten a nod had he not slipped and was, <sighs> was able to put that away. That was so. Uh, like, he was hit. He was hit by a sniper. I saw yeah. it, man. The guy, the glint just got to him, and he took him out. You know, right outside. Yeah, I got a little. When nervous you see there. that replay, I don't know how his left foot gets stuck in the turf. Like, I, 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 I still am struggling to understand that, but. That happens sometimes when it's so clear of a breakaway that you kind of like you almost like don't even expect to be in the position that you're in, and you kind of you know get your feet caught caught under you. Um, but yeah, that could have easily been another goal for for Marcus. Um, I thought Somer was excellent today. It was oh a, my gosh, how did I know? It yeah. was an interesting start. Um, a ball was played to him, and he gave a hospital ball to Pavard. If you look at the positioning of his body, um, it wasn't, you know, it, it was, that was a tough ball to be playing in that situation. He made the save, <laughs> it, you know, if it, if it wasn't offside, um, he made the save anyway. But um, I thought he was really, really good today. I thought he had a harsh penalty called against him. I thought he was excellent in being able to be patient with Nico Gonzalez. He said in the post game that he had done his uh, his research um, and knew that he would have to slow things up a little bit and wait for him to make his move. And um, yeah, he's he's excellent. I thought Pavard was really good today as well. Um, yeah, but obviously not not the cleanest performance. Anyone that was in particular not so great for you today. No, uh, no, nobody was like terrible. Um, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in love with Fratesi's performance. He wasn't bad. I just, I wasn't in love with it. And Bastoni, I'm, 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 I don't know. I think I'm just, I think I'm just want him to be gone. Personally, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his game, and all he, all he provides is a left foot. You know, I. Defensively, I mean, I, I think he's a mess, and I, I really worry that in a game that's going to be, you know, uh, 
or games, I should say, coming up ahead that are going to be meaningful towards this title race uh, that, that he just doesn't have it in him to play play defensively. Going forward, I don't think there's anybody better. And maybe well, the, it's because I'm... But the problem, like why it feels like this for Bastoni is, like you said, going forward, it looks good. But things were coming off from him, for him early in the season going forward the assists and you know the good plays the hockey assists and so forth but now it feels like the effectiveness going forward has waned for whatever reason maybe the you know lack of um clinicalness from the people around him but once he once the attacking output starts to drop a little bit it just makes the defensive um liabilities so much more obvious and so much more of a talking point yeah no i think that's a that's a great way to look at it um and i would agree with you on everything there um he's just i feel like whenever there's a threatening play or threatening attack it's always from his side of the pitch it really is you know, I mean, DeVry wasn't great either today. I feel like uh, he was getting turned around pretty easily, which is kind of surprising. It's very surprising. The way he's been for most of the season, but yeah, uh, or really the whole season. But it just felt like a lot of the time they were purposely trying to attack our left side because of, of him. And I don't know how, I mean, that's probably why Augusto stayed the whole time because he was so good defensively and was able to to cover and make up for for his lack of, of ability defensively. And listen, I've been saying it forever. You know, I think Perisic really masked a lot of his deficiencies as, as a defender. And now that he's gone, uh, we're seeing that more and more each week. Yeah, and in the postgame, um uh, Inzaghi specifically shouted out Carlos, like, why why didn't DiMarco play today? He said Carlos and all three midfielders played 90. He just said that they were playing the way that he wanted them to play, so there was no use in, in taking them off, um, which is, is correct. Like you said, like, if you throw DiMarco in there, you throw Klaassen in there, um, you're changing the way that, you know, we're approaching the game and not necessarily a, a great way. We didn't need to um, to counter there with DiMarco. So uh, he doesn't see the pitch today. Um, what about Darmian for you? Because for me, just keeping on the theme of who was unimpressive today, it has to be Darmian. The balance of the team shifts dramatically when you attack down one flank and you're unable to attack down the other because you just positionally you're not moving up the pitch um you're playing a more defensive game has the regression in darmian's attacking um intent has it been a shock for you because there's been plenty of times that we've seen darmian get involved in in the offense for us and now it just seems like there's something mentally has shifted with him where he just doesn't want to risk it maybe it's possible. You know, it looks like he I think he's just settled in as a center back and I think he knows that his pace isn't what it used to be. Um not that he was ever, you know, fleet of foot, but I think he just knows his limitations and he knows what he can and cannot do and can and cannot get away with. So he he's 
less willing to take those risks. Now, when he did play one ball that was beautifully driven across the 18 to, to Lautaro, who skied it, but we know he has it in his game. But yeah, it could be a confidence thing. It could just be a, I'd rather not make a mistake. And and listen, we know him to to be Mr. Dependable. So it's like, if he knows, if he maybe knows his own limitations, maybe he doesn't want to take those risks and, and put the team in at at risk of, of, you know, dropping points. Wow, Art Morelli just gave his take on the Lautaro uh, goal, and he's of the same mind as us. Wow, big win. Big win. Um, okay, uh, what, else should, what else should we talk about? This is a fairly, like, without getting into the controversy, like, you know, trying to make a meal out of this, uh, these calls, um, anything worry you from the standpoint of us not being able to put some of our chances away? No, we're saving them for, for Juve. So that's how I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. And the Frankie is a difficult place to play anyway. Fiorentina is in with a shout for top four. Um, they picked up their uh, like the most amount of points they have um, in a long time through this part of the season. So they've been playing well. Um, and it, you know the trouble that they caused us today was more so like fifty fifty balls in the box that it seemed like we were a little hesitant about uh i wouldn't expect that against you know a team like juventus but that was really the main threat i didn't see any clear-cut chances um created by by fiorentina today um should we talk about this doom free situation are you sure of the mindset that the contract negotiations is playing into his availability Oof. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Or he could just be going full um what's his name? Full fully cardi and just faking hurt to uh to not have to play as as frequently to preserve himself so that he can get a payday elsewhere. You know, that's entirely possible. But yeah, he's um listen. I think that's why we brought B Cannon in. You already have your your replacement in house. Now you don't have to worry about it. You are now in a position of power where it's like, hey, this is your offer or our offer for you. Take it or or you know you can leave. Um, I don't think he's a five million dollar player myself, so I'm okay if he does leave. And I think yeah, I think he's just kind of playing it up and playing into the the whole situation himself. Yeah, I can understand if a player is dealing with an injury and doesn't want to push it because they may be moving on to a different team in the summer. Um, but also like knowing this locker room and seeing how the guys fight for each other, it's hard for me to believe that he would just want to lay down after everything that the team has been through together these last couple of years and knowing how important what we're going after is. Uh, I don't think that he would not want to be a part of that regardless of how Inter may be valuing him in the um, in the contract negotiations. He also hasn't done enough in his Inter career to like solidify what he's asking for elsewhere. He'll probably get it from the Prem because they do that, but 
it also does benefit him to come in and, and continue to be to play well like we saw um him play at the start of the season so we will see how that plays out your starting 11 for the derby against juventus hmm. obviously summer in net with turam and lautaro up top uh our typical midfield three uh di marco at left wing back if he's healthy enough to play, I would I would actually start Dumfries at right wing back. Me too. And for me, it would actually be Oof. I guess I would go Pavard, Acerbi, and Bastoni. I mean, I know I, my heart wants to pick Bisek, but I, I know he's not going to be picked. Uh, so I'm just going to go with my head and say Bastoni starts. Yeah, I think he'll do Pavard, Acerbi, Bastoni, but I also wouldn't be totally against seeing um, Pavard, Devray, Acerbi. The only thing that gives me pause with that is how Inzola kind of handled Devray today. You know, does that open up an opportunity for Dusan to do the same to to Devray? Um, could have just been an off game, and we've seen from Devray his ability to to shut down some of the best center forwards. So. Not too concerned there, but excited for Barella and Hakan to hopefully come back into the team, barring any sort of you know injury midweek. Um, and then hopefully we see you know Lauti Thuram up top. That would be the uh, the ideal. Um, alrighty, what else? Anyone from Fiorentina really impress you? Hmm. No, I mean Bonaventura was was pretty solid. I thought he was delivering some good crosses to the guys. But other than that, really, nobody really impressed me. I mean, Martinez Cuarta had a nice uh, stop on on Fratesi when Fratesi should have released. I forget if it was, it might have been Turam. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, nothing really stood out. And neither did it. Well, nobody did either. So, Yeah, I wish, um, I wish Beltran was better because I was a big fan of his coming into the season. I, I I thought he could have been a good target for Inter, but he's having a hard time adjusting to uh, to Serie A. I'm looking for maybe some quotes here. Uh, Aslani says that Hakan helped him out all week, um, that he's learning a lot from him. So it's good to see the unity from the players there and, and making sure, uh, you know, everyone is up to task. You have Somer saying... Asked about being a silent leader, he said um, it was tough initially because of the language barrier, but the squad is really giving him a big hand, and uh, he's always looking to try to speak Italian with the guys. So good to see. Um, and now we have Juventus coming up, coming up here on when is the next? Was it Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday, two forty-five. So same slot as we played today. Juventus coming to town. Um, Big, big game. Big, big game. Do you think it's going to ultimately Massive be decisive game. for the title? I think so. Yeah, I really do. I, I think, And I think if we come away with, with all three points, I mean, bro, that would be so, so, so huge, really. So, Yeah. I, I don't think it's... I don't want to say decisive because, again, we're talking about, like, 38 games and there's a lot that can happen. But you do give yourself a big hand in terms of taking the pressure off, you know, with the media looking to give any opportunity to attack us. 
if we drop points, you know, Juventus tying or winning would really give um, all the the haters, you know, something to chew on there. So, yeah, I was um, I really hope that that we're able to uh, to get it done there. Um, all right, Johnny, anything else? No, no, I've got I've got nothing. Think we're good to go? Yeah. <laughs> no, I got nothing. Yeah, it's it's one of those games. It's just one of those games, right? I think it's yeah. pretty straightforward. Um, the uh, the calls that we saw, we gave our, our takes here, um, and I think we're good to go. So on to the next one. Are we going to do a pregame for uh, for Juventus? Uh, we're going to see if we can. Hopefully, uh, we can get somebody on to be able to chat this uh, this upcoming big uh, big derby. Yeah, maybe Nima. Maybe we can. We should. Should we ask Bonetti to try to jump on? That'd be nice, right? I mean, it would be pretty cool. Alrighty. Um. All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, "Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi." <laughs>